This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. And this is, of course, your daily financial news. This is something we look forward to doing seven days a week. Uh, Six days, we do it at 7.30 a.m. We do it live, no editing, just easier to get done. Mistakes happen, we just move on. And then on Thursdays, the one day a week, we do it a little bit earlier. We do it at 7 a.m. Because on the daily financial news, Monday through Friday, uh, we interview various multimillionaires, what I call my expert series. We ask them three important topics, and you get a lot of original content each and every day. Saturdays are a big day. They're a lot of fun because right after this episode at 8 a.m. Pacific, uh, we will do a 60-minute live Q&A. I collect questions throughout the week, and then we do a live show where 90% of the time I'm able to answer each and every question. So if you haven't sent me a question, join the live broadcast, and you'll be able to leave it right there in the comments and move forward. And then at 9 a.m., I uh, go ahead and have a a chat with my students in a very private, uh, small kind of private Facebook group, which is a lot of fun. And then on Sundays, generally, I either do some one-on-one mentoring or do my kind of uh, weekly wrap-up, which is a lot of fun. So what we got today, again, is 9 a.m. live Q&A. I hope to see you there. If not, you'll be able to watch it on replay uh, later in the day. Uh, And then also... Uh, something I've done, uh, did some math on yesterday is I wanted to share with you why I think multifamily could be in for a adjustment, a crash, whatever you want to call it. As we know, Ken McElroy was famous for saying single family could get a 40% price correction, which I scoffed at, laughed at, joked at. It was, it was wrong. But you know what? I could see, and you will see the math. I will show you math. I won't just have some whiteboard and talk about things that aren't true. I will show you very small variables that could take a 200-unit Class A building. I have the math right over here. Uh, Let's see, a 200-unit Class A building that was worth $47.8 million. Just a couple of quick adjustments that all are possible drops it all the way to $28 million for a 40% collapse. Folks, the real pain in the next two or three years without question is going to be multifamily. Now, they may not fall to the extreme of this example, but you will see what I see because I own multifamily and it's uh, it's a lot tougher than single family today. So that is coming out later today. All math will be included. On to the daily financial news. A couple of things. First stuff. Let's celebrate the blowout jobs number yesterday, 900 and I already forgot, 67 jobs created in the month of March. That is awesome. It is just the beginning. The work's not done. Lots of work ahead, all of that good stuff. But celebrate for what it is. It was a blowout number. It's going to be interesting to see how the market reacts Monday. Uh, I think it's going to be the great rotation on steroids. I think we're going to see a collapse in multiples of high 
I can't even call them high profit companies because they don't have profit. They're just revenue companies. But uh, we, we shall see. Uh, it is going to be interesting. Uh, but the other thing I think that is going unspoken, I think is going to surprise the Fed and is going to have implications for you and I, is I think what we're about to see is a year of wage inflation. One of the things that I um, am kind of looking at is I'm starting to see, and again, just in my little view and from talking for folks around the country, is it is harder than expected to hire people. So as people race to hire people, I suspect wages will go up and we will have real wage inflation. Uh, you know, wages typically are up one or two percent a year. It would not shock me if we look back on 2021 and we see wage inflation at four or five percent. That is important because when you have that kind of wage inflation, it really does ripple through the entire system and carries inflation farther. The Fed doesn't think inflation is there because, frankly, we haven't had wage inflation, so people can't uh, pay more. But if we have wage inflation, it is the the kindling, the wood to really get inflation going. And you know what? We could have it come very shortly. Again, hiring is coming back. You know, the other thing that will happen is as you hire and have grand openings, as the employer, as the person looking, you are going to look to hire the best, the most talented, the ready to go. Uh, when we were last in this crisis, we were at 3.5% unemployment, and some people were just taking any heartbeat. People with the greatest skills, the greatest experience are going to be hired first. If you're passionate, willing to go, you're going to get a raise. And it is going to be, again, good time going forward. We should have over a million folks added in the month of April. I am looking forward to that number. Uh, next up, one of the things to realize and why I'm excited about the GDP number potentially being 10% in Q2 is just understanding how all of that works. GDP is this big old bucket of the American economy. And really, we should talk about the world economy, but I only have the numbers for the U.S. This is a worldwide thing. When you have a big old GDP growth like that, what really happens is inside that number, all the companies, right, companies' revenues go up. Uh, typically speaking, revenues are up about 2 to 3% for every GDP point because you have government spending and other stuff in there. Uh, and then you have profits, I don't know if profits are going to carry through this time, but generally speaking, GDP up, revenue up, profits up. I think this time is different. One of the things we have heard, or I've been telling you for the last three or four weeks, is the next 12 months won't be like the last 12 months. And this is what I mean in this example. I believe there's going to be lots of margin pressure. I believe the price elasticity of goods, lumber, housing, oil, shipping, all of those things, I believe companies are going to collapse profits before they raise prices. But if they collapse profits because of input costs, and then they have wage inflation on top of that, prices are definitely going to go up. Uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, news coming out on Wednesday from the Fed. That is when they are releasing their notes on their last meeting. What I'm going to be looking for is how much tension was there around what they call their dot plot? It's just this I don't know. They try to make it sound super sexy, but basically it's a bunch of Fed presidents saying where they think the where, where interest rates are going. And last time, remember, there were three people that said interest rates will go up next year, even though the Fed and Powell are saying no, 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 later, later, later. There's three, maybe it was four, it might have been four, 
saying rates are going to go up next year, which I believe as well. I think rates go up in 2022. Uh, but I'm going to wonder how much tension there was around that, right? How much discussion? Or was it just, ah, eh, you know, don't talk about it. That's, that's going to be interesting for me to read. Uh, we do have an important number coming out on Friday around the economy. It is PPI, Producer Price Index. I expect it to be muted, but I expect it to be a raging inferno in about two or three months. I think a lot of these numbers looking back are going to be kind of historical, the dark time. Remember, we're standing right on the edge. We're, we're going we're gonna to make that transition shortly. But the economic numbers looking backwards, they're still from the dark period or winter, if you will. Uh, so I expect it to be pretty muted. But boy, come back in June, that's going to be a big number. Uh, next up, you got the CDC. Basically, in my opinion, given the green light to travel, right? I don't know if you saw this note, but they're like, hey, if you're fully vaccinated, go nuts. That's not exactly what they said, but that's how my simple brain transitioned it. You know, no quarantine, low risk, you know, go, grandparents, go see your grandkids. Uh, let's start this engine again. I've told you about hotels and airlines and hiring back and all of this. We are going to transition. It is going to be glorious, but uh, it it is... Uh, yeah, it's going to be something to watch. I, I fully expect record grand openings and things of that nature. The other thing to talk about here is we introduced the K-shaped recovery about a year ago, and we've been talking about it longer than anyone else. What I want to tell you right now is I think the K-shaped recovery flip-flops, right? So the quote-unquote rich or wealthy or college-educated work-from-home types who have benefited lockstep for the last year, and then the kind of service industry selling hours in hospitality, entertainment, all of that. I think the next 12 months could see a flip in that. Wouldn't that be wild? What do I mean by that? Well, I think there is general impression that if you're in the top end of the K, you're quote unquote rich, you're part of the problem. And we have a regime that is going to raise taxes. Uh, there is going to be higher cost of capital right? Interest rates will go up. So if you want to borrow to do a business or buy a house, they're going to go up. Uh, I think there is a lot of assets that have too much margin. I have seen some very scary statistics around how much margin there is out there in assets. I'm not a big fan of margin, too much risk. When it turns, it turns ugly. So I think there's a lot of risk in the top end of the K, right? Congratulations, you've had a good year. Now people are saying pay up. Flip-flop it to the bottom end of the K. Again, it won't be equal for everyone. It never is. Life isn't fair. Sorry about it. But you're going to have higher job prospects. Maybe you were, a, uh, I don't know. I don't want to guess. Whatever job you had before this crisis, maybe you get a better one. And I think a lot of folks in the bottom end of the K, you know, that had to take any job they could at 3.5% unemployment, that if they're hungry and get after it, uh, they're going to get a better job more money, more benefits. Uh, we are going to see, uh, I believe, tax policy that incents rewards or, I don't know if it's rewards, but you know maybe there's a tax credit for buying a house. All of these things are going to have cheaper interest rates. Something you saw from FHFA is they're basically saying, nah, Mr. Investor, again, top end of the K, we want to help the bottom end of the K, so they're reducing mortgages. All these subtle things that I'm seeing out there make me think that the next 12 months will be negative for the top end of the K and positive for the bottom end of the K. And we will see how long that goes on. And then lastly, I don't know if you saw this, but LinkedIn, 
LinkedIn uh, is going to give their entire company the week off next week. Pretty interesting, huh? Uh, I think, yeah, they're basically, uh, basically what I think LinkedIn is telling us is this work from home has really created um, unexpected stress and fatigue. Something friends are telling me is they feel like they're working 24-7 because the computer is always nearby. Meetings are getting scheduled at, at odd hours. Uh, so again, their company is giving majority of their employees the week off. So they get, what is that, nine days off, right? Uh, this weekend, next week, and the following weekend. So good on LinkedIn. We'll see if others follow. So again, uh, we're going to do a live Q&A here in about 17 minutes. And then I will be creating a video later in the day to tell Ken McElroy why multifamily will fall 40%. He, he picked on single family. So I'm going to turn around and pick on multifamily. Eh, it should be fun. Take care, everyone. Remember, today's a good day to make some money. Let's be better than yesterday. Bye-bye.